podcast. Welcome to what is episode number 55 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, or, or as they say in the bingo halls, um, 55, 5 and 5, or 5, 50 plus 5, I guess. Um, but anyway, welcome to the podcast. Um, strange intro that, no doubt. Um, why is it strange? Because, hey guys, I'm delirious. Delirious with illness. Um, I have been struck by the norovirus, and like, I've been struck hard by that shit, you know, um, for those of you who don't know what norovirus is, I uh, will go on the NHS website here and tell you what it is, norovirus, in brackets, vomiting bug, norovirus called the winter vomiting bug is a stomach bug that causes vomiting and diarrhea, it can be very unpleasant, oh no shit Sherlock, really? You know, I, I know a lot of people enjoy just poking and shitting all the time. But it usually goes away within two days. Well, I'm recording this podcast on a Sunday, and uh, I first discovered I had this ailment on a Friday night. So I'm very hopeful that it will be gone within two days. And hey, it's just a great time for, for it to come on, just bang on Friday night as uh, I'm beginning my weekend. You know, it's just what I want, uh, a two-day bug to wreck my weekend. Um Check if you've got norovirus. The main symptoms of norovirus are feeling sick. Yeah, feeling sick. Diarrhea. Mm. Being sick, vomiting. Yep. And you may also have a high temperature, a headache, and aching arms and legs. Yeah, I've just had an aching body, fully, just my whole body, inside, sore. Because I think all my internal organs are going overdrive to just make vomit and shit, basically. Um, so yeah, it's not been entirely pleasant, um, and I've been stricken, struck down by it. Friday night, I was at the Ulster Hall to watch Shane do his uh, hero show, and I uh, got home from work, had the wee quick turnover to get back out again, got home from work, got a quick change on, was like, hmm, my tummy feels a bit weird, I think it's just because I'm hungry, but we're going to Nando's. All will be right with the world. Because, hey, if you're feeling a bit down or feeling a bit hungry, you ain't nothing better than f- for that than food, you know? There's nothing you can put in your stomach that'll make you feel less hungry than food, you know? Like, you could potentially eat other things that aren't food, but they'll ultimately not give you the, uh, the nourishment and the vitamins and minerals that you need. Because, like, you could eat bricks, but, I mean, they're not going to... You're not going to be able to get that vitamin D off a red brick, you know what I'm saying? So you just got to eat food. So going to Nando's to me was a good idea. I thought, yes, it's just what I need. We'll go to Nando's, eat some food, go watch Shane's show, Home in a Boat. So got to Nando's, got the food into me, finished it. was like, hmm, I still feel a little bit strange. Went to the Ulster Hall and was just waiting for uh, Shane to go on. And then he was ironing his shirt and I was like, I might need to visit the toilet here. And Shane being Shane was like, oh, can you not use the toilet that's backstage here? Can you go and use the public toilet with all the plebs? And I was like, man, I don't know if I feel entirely up to that. Who knows what the situation's going to be. And believe it or not, this guy doesn't only leave a bad smell in there. You know, you would look at me and go, yeah, he's definitely a stink maker. But I ain't no stink maker, believe it or not. I'm, I'm a wee, I'm like a little woman, a little lady that just drops little... Uh, little poopery uh, baskets just delivers them into the toilet that's what I'm normally like but this day I was like nah I don't really feel that this is going to be the case so I said look too many people out there I need, I need to go ASAP Ferg 
So I went in the loo and it was just like, um, you know, it sounded like you were doing a strong pee. Like, you know, when you first break the seal after having like four or five pints, except it's not coming out your wee willy, it's coming out your body. And not your body, B-O-D-Y, your body, your B-O-T-T-Y. And I mean, you shouldn't have str- like a strong pee sound coming out your body, you know, at all. And I was like, oh, that doesn't feel too good. So it was grand anyway, I sorted that out, washed my hands with soapy hot water thoroughly, and then went to, to watch the start of the show. So I went to watch Connor Keys did support for Shane, uh, do a set, and then once that finished, like, oh, I need to visit the, the loo once again. <laughs> this is fun. And Shane went on about any time I stood up to watch him, I was like, I'm going to need to go to the loo again. So eventually it came to the point where I was just like, I need to go and get out of here because I feel absolutely terrible. Now, my wife Catherine and my daughter Holly have had it over the last few days and I of course was uh, gloating about being this like uninfectable super being you know I was walking around a place like yeah you may have this norovirus you may be boking and shitting and whatnot. I'm just 100% fine my stools they're perfect my stools are a nice wee chocolate log you know my pee's clear I'm feeling good mmm I was having a great time, went to work on Friday, started feeling a wee bit dodgy, but didn't think much of it, and then, just come Friday, you know, the hell gate opened, you know, and it was not a nice experience, so I was hoping that with it, with it being a 24 hour slash 2 day thing, I was hoping I'd be done within 24 hours, and then come Friday, Saturday, I'd be able to go to Ulster Hall, because that was the plan, Friday night I was going to go to the Ulster Hall just to hang about with Shane and a few of the other guys, you know, just be there for moral support, you know, support your mate, whatnot. And then on um Saturday I was gonna go with Catherine, my wife, and just watch the show from the 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 main auditorium area, if you will. Whereas when I was there on a Friday we we're just watching from the wings. So that was my plan. Got up on Saturday morning, having spent most of Friday night getting up during the night to uh, visit the loo. And um was like, yeah, I don't feel one bit good in any way shape or form so i said to Catherine, i was like yo i don't know hopefully it's clear by the end of the day and i'll be sweet to go to ulster hallway tonight but if i'm not you know maybe you want to, to say to a friend if you want to go with them possibly and i sort of said look give me to the afternoon to make a decision or see how i'm feeling and as i was just saying that Catherine's like oh, i've already agreed to go with someone i was like all right okay you know, fuck me if I'm feeling better, but, you know, you've already got somebody. Now, things were, were made a bit worse because we had agreed my parents were going to babysit Holly that night. And turns out both my parents got the goddamn norovirus as well. So they're laid up and they were like, no, nah, we can't babysit. So if we don't have a babysitter, I'm dying and, you know, we're, we're just stuffed. So I was really screwed. I had to stay and look after Holly. And then as the day went on, I just got worse and worse and worse, it got to the point where I sort of in my head thought it might be a little bit sweet to have, you know, a bit of time to myself in the house. You know, I could maybe watch uh, a Netflix special, you know, uh, in peace, play a bit of FIFA, you know, do a bit of writing because of a lot of stuff I need to get uh, sorted at the minute. But whenever they went out, all I literally did was sat on a seat outside the toilet waiting to go to the toilet. It was fucking god-awful. I mean, they often say the phrase, you wouldn't uh, wish that in your worst enemy. You know, I would because, I mean, you want the ultimate suffering in your worst enemy. Like, if you are like me and you do have arch nemesis out there, 
you know, you'd want the worst things to happen to them. And this experience that I've had was one of the worst things. And I tell you what, what makes it even more worse was all weekend or all week last week. I was looking forward to the weekend, looking forward to going to the Ulster Hall, looking forward to watching Shane, looking forward to getting back in the gym, you know, getting back in shape. And yeah, norovirus is pretty sweet for losing weight. I've lost a few pounds just from basically losing all my innards, you know, eviscerating myself effectively through my anus. But that's not been enjoyable. Like I ordered some supplements, got some proteins in, got myself ready to go, get back to the gym on Saturday is my grand plan, and then I just couldn't do it. So that's really, you know, ballsed up all my plans, and now I'm stuck feeling shit right here. So as, as, I'm, as I'm recording this, it's Sunday, and to be totally honest, I'm on the mend. Couldn't really eat much yesterday, but today I had some... Uh, I had some toast, and that went all right for me. I had a cup of tea. It's doing all right, and obviously at the minute, when you're sick, there's only one drink you can have, and that's Ribena. And uh, I, my wife yesterday asked me, she was like, can I get you anything in my mouth? And I said, get me some Ribena, please. And she just went out and forgot the Ribena, so fuck her. And I had to go out myself and buy Ribena when I was sick. The only time I ventured out of the house yesterday was to get my hair cut. Um, so if Mikey, my hairdresser, is... Uh, gonna come down with the vomit and shitting bug i just hold my hands up and say i'm really sorry my man the only thing was i had to get out of the house to get my hair cut because i mean my hair was in absolute state you know and uh that's worse than being sick is having worse bad hair you know what i mean and like let's face it i maybe only have about 10 haircuts left in me and then it's just a shave all down you know so yeah, sorry, Mikey, if that's you. But I'm, I feel like I'm on the mend. And hopefully, as well, my mum, she texted me and said that she's feeling a little bit better herself. And uh, and she might be able to babysit for us tonight. And if that is the case, I'm going to go and watch the Queen movie, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, because uh, Catherine wants to watch it, basically. And that's what happens when you get married to somebody. You just do what they want. Um, and, and to be fair to her, she went to watch the Halloween movie with me. Um, when I had no one else to go and was going to go by myself. Whether she wanted to actually watch it or whether she um, just didn't want to be associated with a guy that goes to the cinema by himself. I don't know. But she did that, so I'm happy enough to go and see Bohemian Rhapsody with her if I can get the babysitter. Um, that being said, I don't know. But one of the biggest challenges actually of being sick this bloody day was Holly dropped the biggest baby poo you've ever seen in your life. And see when you're already just... By being awake, struggling not to be sick. Whenever you're faced with the worst poo ever. Now, baby poos are bad enough and they're just in nappies and you have to change them. But whenever they creep out of the nappies and go like down both legs of the baby grow, up the back like baby grow, into your hair, into your ears, on between your toes, that's not good shit. So I had to clean that up. That was a very, very big struggle for me not to vomit then and there. Had to just get her straight out of the gear, give her a wipe down with some baby wipes and throw her straight in the bath dirty pig was washing her and we're getting all that crap off her and then literally find some in her hair and i'm like what is this so eventually sorted that out then i had to go and be sick myself after that and then when i went downstairs um i was getting myself a cup of tea and then charlie or as i like call him charlie because he is a shih tzu and obviously shih tzus are chinese so whenever you call charlie you don't think there's too many chinese people called charlie so i refer to him as charlie by his natural chinese name and uh i just went downstairs and he was being sick and i'm going what the fuck is wrong with these people 
why is everyone being sick and just wrecking my day? And like, I, I'm I'm fragile enough stomach. Like if I see, if I see sick, and I'm my stomach's in rude health, I'll still feel uncomfortable. You know, if I see somebody doing a big spit, ugh, makes me want to bug. So can you imagine the disgust when I'm having the clean shit out of a baby's hair to come downstairs to be greedy to a dog doing a book? Oh, I didn't need that one single bit. But I'm coping, I'm surviving. And right now, actually, maybe the sound sounds a little bit different on the podcast this week because I'm recording it in my living room because uh, I have a free house, which is sweet. And normally I do it in the dining room, but today I just thought, you know, I'll make a change of scenery, do it in the, in the living room, um, because Arsenal are playing Bournemouth, that's actually the the only main reason. So I'm recording a podcast. This is on the background, and I mean, you know, who says guys can't multitask? Yeah, I'll tell you who's sexist. That's what you know. And tell you what, I I sort of feel like I can't say it anymore. So as just a as a guy, you know, you're just the worst. So I'm just gonna call it out there, and I'm gonna say, look, if you want to say guys can't multitask, you're sexist and you're wrong. Because I'm a guy and I'm multitasking. Not only am I am I watching football and recording a podcast, I'm currently scratching my thigh and I'm gonna have a drink now. So all in all, it's uh it's all good and Arsenal just scored. Go ahead. But until I got sick, it was a pretty good week. I did Pug Ugly's Comedy Club as per this week. I was away last week on honeymoon and uh I was actually chomping at the bit to get back because if you listen to the podcast last week, you'll know I got that story about uh, being a young widower and then just uh, had to like express a few th- thoughts about women and uh, their bejeweled hands, you know. And I felt that that could be a bit, so I ended up talking about that and the women and their bejeweled hands, and it was really good. And uh, yeah, enjoyed that. Had a good time, but I mean, you know, my health obviously got mugged off in Pug Uglies as well this week because. Uh, I was standing, MC in the gig, and the microphone stand just fully dropped on the thumb, and that was really sore, and I should have just screamed really loud and gone, ah, but obviously being a, a consummate pro, I carried on whilst there's just blood trickling down my thumb, but it was a great week once again in Pug Uglies, there's only a couple, in fact I'm a liar, there's three weeks left of it before the Christmas break, and this week coming up. We have a lovely lineup of Mary Flanagan and Theresa Livingston, and then the bad boy, that is me, is hosting again. So we'll be trying out some new bits there. Um, and maybe probably more exciting than me trying new bits, I'll be wearing a few new items of clothing as well. I think. Hmm? Got myself a couple of nice new jackets for stage, a few new t shirts. So hopefully, I'm looking a bit sharper with this new haircut and this. Uh, New, this new these new threads I've got this new swag I've acquired um yeah so it'll be a nice time but you know it's going really well full house last week with Colin Gaddis on and uh, Riri Ward who did really well and yeah it was just a great night I feel like now Pugs is starting to establish itself on a Thursday night as a as a great place to be and hopefully now if we can get the next three weeks full. Um, people will, you know, be going into the Christmas break thinking, "Fuck, that's a real, a real good club." We'll get down there and we'll we'll watch it, you know. So, 
and then this week's Teresa, and then next week I'm thinking going to ha- on the sixth of December. I think I'm going to have a mix of just like a load of the squad boys on, and just have a a real big busy club. And then the thirteenth of Sean Haggerty, and um, doing this new one our show on, on pugs, which is going to be great as well. So, I mean, it's very exciting. Uh, three weeks left here, and and then it'll be Christmas in no time, which is weird because. I definitely think as the years have gone by, people are losing their uh, chill. Because it used to be you didn't celebrate Christmas till December, and now literally, as soon as Halloween's done, it's Christmas. You know, and I think a lot of that's to do with the continental market. They're just like, get that fucking market in there, get yourself a stein, get yourself a big curly sausage, get yourself some endangered animal that you can't eat in this country because it's weird us. You know, fuck a fuck a bison in there, fuck a a crocodile, just stick it in a burger, stick it in the continental market and stick it down your gub, you. And that's just making Christmas come forward. But I'm quite excited now too, because this is my first Christmas um, that I feel like, here's come spoiler alert, guys, if you're, you know, a kid listening to this podcast, um, you, you need to speak to your parents first and foremost and go, yo, why am I allowed to listen to this X-rated chancer speak? Because, hey, guess what? It's my first christmas basically being santa you know um and i said santa because i'm a, I'm a middle-aged uh, smick lady from uh shankle road oh well, who bought you those gifts was it santa or no santa so i've i'm trying to divvy that up and obviously holly is a is a december baby herself so she's born last year on the 8th of december and have her birthday and then Christmas to do so I've just bought her a load of gear and I need to try and divvy up which is going to be from us and which is going to be from Santa which is going to be for birthday and which is going to be for Christmas so that's going to be an interesting change for me and see on that front Holly started to be a bit of a jerk in the last few days I think it's probably because she's had the norovirus but you know just very whingy like anytime you leave her whinge 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 so a bit of me's thinking you know I've got to sort these presents for her. another bit of me's thinking you know just give her coal you know just a big old bag of coal just throw in the lessons in life really early be like yo this is what Santa brings you if you're a shit coal has she been a shit generally throughout the year no not at all just the last two days a bit whiny whenever I've been sick and I'm not keen on that so I mean give her coal let her know her place good and early and then teach her the, the harsh lessons of life and uh, I could just do that and it would also be way cheaper and easier to wrap if it was just coal um yeah i don't know where i don't know where i'm going at but yeah it's it's an exciting time anyhow and yeah that's it i'm I'm pleased i've managed to get this far in the podcast without needing to go to the loo um which is, is is definitely ideal i also was wanting to talk about a story this week not often do i actually come in with a story normally i'm more of a uh let the questions be asked kind of guy do you know what I mean whereas now I found a story that I find to be very very enjoyable very enjoyable and the story was this my friends asylum seeker who claimed to be 15 and joined school here comes a spoiler alert is an adult whoa 
An asylum seeker who claimed he was 15 and joined a year 11 class in a secondary school is now being treated as an adult. An investigation was launched earlier this month when children at Stoke High School in Ipswich raised concerns about the age of the new student who enrolled in September. The question of his age came to light when students sent Snapchat photographs of the man with the caption, How's there a 30 year old man in my mass class? The Home Office has now confirmed that an age assessment has been completed by local authority and has verified that the man is over the age of 18. Yeah, like he looks older than me. Uh, spokesman said, We're fully committed to safeguarding children and are looking into the circumstances of this case to understand how it was handled. Parents were furious over the incident with the Mirror reporting that some students were pulled out of school as a result of the man's presence in the classroom. One mother said, the question is, how did the home office of the teachers see what was blindingly obvious to everyone else? Heads need to roll, and us parents won't rest until we get full explanation of what went wrong here. Students reportedly discovered photographs on Facebook where he appeared to have a beard and was drinking beer. <laughs> I love this. The man who's believed to be from Iran was suspended from the school and could be deported as he's now being processed as an adult asylum seeker. In 2016, 580 child asylum seekers, a total of Nine hundred eight, well, 9, applications of their status challenged by the Home Office and 61 of those 580 cases it was decided the child was over 18. If there is a doubt about someone's age as part of an, an immigration case, the Home Office can arrange social workers to undertake an age. How are you doing age assessment? Like, can you imagine? Alright, welcome to country, mate. What's your age? I'm 15. Sweet, 15, proper order. You're into school, lad. But apparently it seems to be the real cool thing. These guys, um, oh, I love this from MP David David. He tweeted photographs of these asylum seekers saying, they don't look like children to me. No flies on David Davis, like. But, um, yeah, it's a strange concept. Like, I don't know why these guys are doing it, unless it's, like, easier to, like, the asylum rules. I don't know. I've never been seeking asylum or known asylum seekers to get into the country. But I like the idea of just a full 30-year-old dude going to school. You know, providing he's not, obviously... You're getting into sexy relationships with the kids, and um, because that would be uh, pedophilic essentially. But you know, I like the idea of just a guy going to school, like a full 30 year old guy, just doing you know, basic level French, just sitting in a classroom, learning a wee, a wee bit about uh, Franz Ferdinand, you know, and then just going home after the day, being like, This is shit, this is shit. I came to country and uh, I go to school, I learn about Franz Ferdinand, this shit. Um, but yeah, it's interesting how they can just get away with it. And I love how like the guy is also if a year eleven class would be if year fourteen's when you get out of school, isn't it? So year eleven would be like you'd be eighteen, seventeen, you know, fifteen, and this dude's just fully, fully thirty. It's great. Like a lot of me thinks I'd enjoy being in school currently, especially playing at school. I would love to play schoolboy rugby currently. I think that would be excellent fun as a full you know fully developed uh dense boned father adult man you know i've got the full uh power of being a fully grown adult i've also got the fact that i'm a dad so i've got my dad's strength on board imagine just me just trampling 15 year olds that'd be amazing legally because i mean i could do it now i could just run over 15 year olds in the street you know pretend it's playing rugby just get a ball and run into them head first but i mean i would definitely I would cause a lot of heinous injury if I did that for sure. 
but talking shite really aren't it today um which i think what i have to to promote you have a load of, I have, a, I have an absolute load of gigs this month tons and tons i'm doing uh so for the three pug uglies coming up um in the next three weeks i'm opening for shane at his accidental theater show on the third of december which would be nice um i love that venue and i feel like i have a load of good stand-up to do at the minute i'm really enjoying doing stand-up and i went through a phase there where i was like i can't think of new shit and i was really doing my head in writer's block was t- terrible and also the fact that i was uh feeling me a bit down as well didn't help but now i'm feeling a bit better i'm uh looking forward to doing stand-up and you know i've loads on and then of course on the 10th of december again in the accidental theater we have boy town live the 100th episode which i mean like this is 55 episodes i've been doing the dave elliott's weird podcast for you add another 45 on top of that that's 100 that's by the 10th of december how many episodes of boy town there's going to be and that's a good achievement because a lot of people were sort of saying you know was boy town going to be one of these staples of the podcast scene in the country and yeah it is not only is it the staple of it we got a write-up in the mirror newspaper saying that we're one of the best podcasts from the province what about that that's an absolute honor for me isn't it so um yeah it's all good i feel like this week's podcast is going to be a wee short one i felt like it's so much to talk about last week but this week i've just been struck down with the virus and didn't want to be a wee you know i didn't want to be a wee wank guy and just not do the podcast because i know a lot of people the only thing that gets through them through a tough Monday is listening to my weird podcast, and you know I I am a a, a pleaser of the fans. So, you know, obviously it's not going to be the best listen this week, but I appreciate you doing that. And I also would encourage you as well because hey, I see my listening figures every week, and there are way more people that listen to this podcast than there is that have rated or reviewed it. So what I would say to you to do would be please. Go on to iTunes, type in Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, go to rate it and review it, give me five stars, and then write something nice about it, you know? Because then I'll read it out on the podcast and you'll be able to go, yay, that's what I wrote. But if you write something sly, I won't fucking read it out, so that's up to you, you know? But I feel as though there's a wee rumbling in my wee tummy tum now, so should maybe, yeah. Uh, I should maybe start looking towards doing some listeners' questions right now before it uh, gets too late. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Glenn Lindsay has said to me, Hi, Dave. Hope this question finds Hollywood's heartthrob safe and well. Well, Glenn, it's fine. Me, I've got it, but I'm not, I'm not well. I'm safe. I believe I'm in my home, but I don't know whether I'm, I'm still not well. Um, when are you going to get that sweet buzz cut from your personal stylist? Um, obviously, Glenn has seen me in the last few days and been like, hey man, your hair looks shit. Which, I'll be honest to you, Glenn, it, it did look fairly shit. And then, on the flip side, I went to my, my, my personal stylist and got, got the hook up on Saturday. He gave me a really tight cut. I took it in at the sides from normally a two I get to a one. Um, yeah, there's a lot more greys in it now. I didn't realise that before. Yeah, there's a lot less hair on top but i mean that's that's what getting older is all about isn't it you grow older you find a girl settle down if you want you can marry i don't know why i sang in that voice as somebody that can do 
a good vocal impression of Cat Williams or Cat Stevens. <laughs> Not Cat Williams, baby. <laughs> of Cat Steve or Cat Will, yeah, Cat Stevens and Ronan Keating. I don't know what that voice was. Both two singers of the song. Uh, oh, what are they thinking? Father and son. That's the one. Oh, but yeah, I've I've basically got married and I'm, and now I've had a kid, so I'm just like an old grey dude and like my beard used to be pitch black it used to be beautiful and now every day I see more grey hair and I'm just thinking I'm just the world's oldest guy and it's it's terrible but at least the style that um, I have is well done by my my hairdresser Mikey works at a Harmony Hair in Bangor so if any guys are from Bangor you know get down to Harmony Hair and get a sweet cut it's I hey I recommend strongly Jimmy Harrison has said, whoa, Papa Bear, would you have a vagina on your forehead or two erect penises, seven inches hanging off each elbow? Interested to find out what your thoughts are regarding this. Um, you know, I'm going to say on that one, Jimmy, I, I feel I can just answer straight off the bat and say I'd rather have a vagina on my forehead. I feel like, although people would look at it and be like my way you got a fanny in your head i could be like oh here's the thing i was given this option whereby i could either have this vagina thing on my head or i could have two fully erect dicks on my, my elbows which would not be uh very practical really like you would have a vagina in your head yeah you might have a smelly head and i assume it's fully functional you can pee out it you know that would be something um but you know in, in terms of looks as long as i was able to fully function as per it would be grand but um if you know if it would affect my brain so now i think about it like if if i could people would end up having sex with my head that would be be worse i guess but no if i'm fully functional my brain's working normally I would rather just have a vagina on my head if just aesthetically how it looked, yeah. Whereas with the, the dicks on my arms, I feel like that would become, be uncomfortable. Like if you're sitting down, resting your arm or something, be like, oh, fuck, there's a little boner there. And then you'd move the other one and be like, ah, oh, there's a boner there as well. And then if you're, you know, if you can't feel them, you definitely would be irritated by them. But if they had sensitivities in them too, like you'd be banging these hard dicks off things, it'd be very sore, you know. So I would definitely rather have a vagina on my head um, than, than two fully erect penises on my on my elbows right Chris Henning has said well Dave hope you had a good week just passed nah mate I didn't is the meat and two veg back to full working order you mentioned last week or fucking hell is the meat and two veg back in full working order that's back to my uh, heinous penis injury yeah i'm fully functional again thank you chris you mentioned last week you're going to give comedy a world full time when you plan on starting this and are you apprehensive and um, well in the new year sometime hopefully and um, i need to get all my ducks in an order first make sure i have a few things to work to work on and you know be financially able to pay my bills basically so i need a few wee bits of work and um, which hopefully i have in the pipeline to, to cover me for a few months maybe save a few months to just get the first couple of months out and about. Because I think once I'm out of work, I'll have time to go after other things. So yeah, I'm, I'm not apprehensive. It's what I want to do. I believe that I'd rather give something a go and fail than wonder what if. So 
you know, I'm in a good enough position at the minute whereby I'm sort of on the periphery. The only thing holding me back is I don't have the time that like a lot of other guys who are maybe doing stand up or comedy full time have to make videos and make content. So, you know, I'm not worried about it. I just w- would like to have a bit of dough and you know put away for a rainy a rainy day, so to speak. Um, Gareth Owens, hey Dave, great to have you back. Being a parent guy like myself, have you realised how much of a rude wee douchebag Peppa Pig is? Um, now I've not actually watched Peppa Pig yet because Holly's still too wee to actually sit down and actively watch something. Um, you know she's a very short attention span, so I haven't really been able to to sit and watch anything with her yet. She was more like she would would watch stuff with her back in the day before she could move, you know. But that was basically just me sitting watching telly while she was in a cot. But um, I'm sure that's all coming my way soon. She's definitely started to get int- interested in more like cartoony looking toys and stuff. Like she picked a Teletubby as her own. Like she just picked it off the, the shelf in Tesco, wouldn't let it go. So I had to buy it by, you know, by default really for her. So I'm sure that the bright colours and that are starting to be be noticed. And it'll be only a matter of time before that we get starts watching uh full cartoons which would be great hopefully because then I can just plonk her down in front of the TV and I can go about my business rather than have to entertain her 24-7 um, next question is Giles Strutt I hope that's uh, your real name and not just your Instagram handle like because maybe I don't know you're into dancing or something um, because if it is just your real name it's a great great real name and I really enjoy it but Giles has said, got very excited when I saw Papa Bear pop his head around the door last night at Ulster Hall. How come you weren't on stage? And um, well, Connor Keys was Shane's opening act and has been anytime he's done the Ulster Hall. So that's just like their thing that they do. Um, and I, I sort of feel like Ulster Hall is Shane's thing that he, he does. And, you know, it's not nothing to do really with me at all. So it's not really, you know, something I, I don't think, I don't think I would do it really if he... If he wanted me to, anyway, you know, I think it's. Uh, I sort of feel like that's his thing, and that's cool. I like to go and be there as a mate and support it and watch it and stuff. But I think you know, it's not always about me. So, um, just I, I'm really proud of him as a mate, and um, you know, I'm just happy to be there and support him and watch him do his thing, and and I'm real proud of him. So, yeah, that's why I wasn't on. Um, oh well, Paddy Mac, uh, has asked me the world's longest question. Hey Dave, sincerest apologies for the disloyalty shown over at Boytown. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You that's right. You had to come back to say you didn't even want me to come back and host the Boytown podcast. You know what, Patty? I'm not gonna be uh, bitter about it. I'm just gonna say it once and get it over with. Fuck you. But anyway, I have another weird medical uh, thing for you. Did you know that a fecal a fecal transplant could save your life? Basically, fecal transplants are now things. Basically, where you take a part of a fecal stool is taken from one person and given it to another. The purpose to introduce new beneficial microbes are receiving the patient's digestive system. Um, basically, um, it's a massive bit of detail here from Patty, and I, and I just don't want to read it out because it's too long. Long story short is the fecal transplants are now a thing. And you know what? I could fully be doing fun right about now because... I am still dying. So thank you very much for that, Patty. Next time you give me my advice, you know, don't be sly about me in Boytown. Maybe I'll read it all this time. I'm like, eh. Um, Chris Barr. 
has said, Hey Dave, hope you're keeping well. Check out this chicken shop ordeal. Send me a story. Uh, basically what happened in this man held over a bomb threat claims he was actually referring to his bile movement whoa i feel like this is the shit show this week it's just been a lot of shit you know obviously you've patty's question about the uh, fecal transplants you've now chris coming in saying that a guy claimed he wasn't actually going to bomb a restaurant that he's just going to drop a big bomb in a restaurant, i.e. a dump. And there's me, it's just been shitting flat out for a full couple of days. Um, so hey, if you're not interested in shit, maybe this is not the podcast week for you. But um, a man is accused of threatening to blow up a chicken shop, claims the explosive threat was actually in reference to a bomb movement. I don't know whether his name is Posey or Posey. But I'll call him Pussy because it's funny. Arthur Pussy, 30, was apprehended on Tuesday night after allegedly making a threat to blow up a chain of Willie's Chicken Shack in New Orleans during a heated exchange with staff. But pleading his innocence at the time, Pussy (laughs) reportedly told the officers that it had been a horrible misunderstanding. I don't think that's what he said, but I love it. Listen here, cops. Listen here, officer. It's been a horrible misunderstanding. Facing two charges of communicating false information of planned archery, Pussy claims he actually said he was going to, and I quote, blow the bathroom up in reference to a bowl movement, not blow the restaurant up. And by the way, they mean boil, but it says bowl in the story, so that's not actually my slip of the tongue on this occasion. Um, however, police say an employee of the fast food chain told them that Mr. Pussy never told them anything about the bathroom. The restaurant's manager said a man, later identified as Pussy, went into the restaurant at 7pm and approached the food prep area asking what time the restaurant was closed. When she replied she didn't know, Pussy allegedly responded, Y'all about to close right up now because I'm going to get a bomb and blow this place up. Which, um, what's weird is that when you're a manager of a restaurant, you don't know how long it's open for? Hmm. I'd be threatening to blow up a place like that uh, if they give me an answer like that, let alone that it's going to blow up my bile movements. Like, you're a manager, and you don't know what time your restaurant shuts. You need sacked. I'm a team pussy here. Um, the manager, who's left shaken by the exchange, took the threats very seriously and contacted local authorities. Another employee claimed Pussy said he was going to get a bomb put it under the middle table of the restaurant closest to the front door. You know what, Pussy? I'm starting to think you actually did threaten to blow it up because if you're still talking about shit, you're not going to go and be like, yo, I'm going to get a bomb, I you shit. I'm going to go and do a shit under the middle table of the restaurant closest to the front door. Like, that is too much detail of just needing to do a shit, Pussy. Pussy's been scheduled for mental competency, competency hearing on November 29th before trial date can be sent. Set, set. You know what I think? I think Pussy's gone in there, you know, and he's just been a weird guy. Maybe since since Pussy was a kitten, you know what I mean? And he's just gone in there, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna blow this place up." And they're like, "No, nah, you're not." And he's like, "Actually, I meant just gonna drop a big bomb in the toilet." But I think Pussy is he's gonna go down for that. Um, but what Chris wants to know is, apart from El Jacko, what's the weirdest thing you've seen happen in a restaurant? Yet that, I, I mean, it's remiss to just mention that and not mention El Jacko. If you listened to last week's podcast, you'd probably heard me strangely talking about El Jacko, who was this strange little robotic, furry, weird thing that the, uh, that the, 
some Spanish guy brought out to entertain Holly with when we were in Lanzarote last week. It was so strange. But um, apart from that, in a restaurant, what's the strangest thing I've ever seen? I don't really know. I think re- regularly restaurants are just not strange places. You go in, you get your food, you skedaddle. Um, I think the time I ended up dancing naked on a table in the water margin in Chinese in uh, the Chinese restaurant was probably one of the weirdest things. Um, you know, witnessing your own nude body on a table is weird enough for anyone, but to not get arrested for that was quite a was quite an achievement. Um, Andy O'Connor has said, "Is there much potential for Russ Lexus to have his own podcast where he just rings up random hotels around the UK and Ireland for an hour?" Um, Andy's referring to Russ Lexus, a character that I uh, had to deliver on Boytown in one of her prank phone calls. Um, when Ru- Ru- Russ Lexus spoke a bit like this, darling, and he's always trying to book mm, hotels for people like Boy George or the Culture Club. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting character to do, and I, I don't think I could do that for an hour. That's probably uh, illegal, I'd imagine, to just constantly bother businesses. But, you know, I would certainly say Russ Lexus is going to make it a reappearance. I could very much see Russ Lexus make a reappearance at Boytown 100 on the 10th of December. So, you know, get your tickets to that and go see Russ Lexus. And Jimmy Clements, the last question today. Love how it's been <laughs> introduced. Hey, homeboy player. I want to know what style of wedding ring the Sassmaster podcaster is wearing after his big day. I'm picturing several bespoke rows of cubic zirconia, but I may be wrong. Yeah, unfortunately you are wrong. A relatively plain, um, it's a platinum ring. Mm, it's uh, silver in color and it's like, I don't really know how to describe it. It's There's like a, like a couple of lines on the edges of it, but it looks really cool. I... Um, I've had to take my wedding ring off in the last couple of days whenever I've been uh, flat out in the toilet because I don't want to get any of that norovirus in my ring <laughs> and then just you know get it again so when I'm recovered I've got these germs and I get back into them again so I've had to take that off but I'm, I'm back wearing it again now I've been sitting here now for 42 minutes and 20 seconds and I haven't needed to go to the toilet, so I feel like my norovirus is on the on the way out, and you guys have helped me get through it. So, um, on that note, what I would say is, you know, enjoy the rest of your week. Subscribe to the Weird Podcast on SoundCloud, and rate and review it on iTunes. Pretty please, that's what I want for Christmas. I'm on sixty two reviews at the minute i'd love to get up to like 100 or something that'd be amazing so if you haven't done it already just take time out of your day and do that and if you do i will give you as a present i will come down your chimney and that will be your present but until next week guys um i hope you have a good one and i'll see you next week when hopefully i'll be able to get out of the house and get a bit better content than this week. And thanks for bearing with me. I appreciate it. Bye.